Okay. Good evening. Good evening. We'll call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order. Mr. Brown, has the meeting been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Good to see everybody. Uh, let me go ahead and say Merry Christmas to you now. In fact, commissioners, I'll let y'all uh, give everybody a, a spot to say Merry Christmas to the audience. I know we are, have, have our live audience as well as we have our audience uh, on Facebook. So, Commissioner Stephen, we'll start with you and work our way down. I'll be last. You'll be last? Okay. I'll go ahead, Mr. Chairman. Okay. I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And um, I look forward to um, the new year coming, but uh, by all means, we need to continue to use our safety precautions and stay safe out in the community. And I wish everyone that uh, you'll be able to meet with your families this coming Christmas season and just have a good family time together. Thank you. Commissioner Jones? Yes, sir. Good evening. I would like to wish everybody a Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. And let's stay safe and vigilant going into the new year as we share our um, holidays with our family and loved ones. Everyone still uh, be safe and vigilant. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Gator. Uh, thanks, Mr. Chairman. Uh, I was just looking at my calendar here. We, we're not going to meet on the 16th? Yeah, but I won't. Oh, just want to do the Christmas thing? <laughs> yes, now. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was just wondering. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I know. I mean, if, if Keep I'm, it on your calendar. But no, if, 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 if we off, just let me know. I, I, I won't show up. Uh, no, Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, you know, I hope you enjoy the holidays. If you traveling please exercise caution um and you know if you got family coming in hopefully they do the same on their way in but um you know we had a, another trying year um hopefully things will be better in 2022 as far as the the pandemic and everything but um just um continue to pray and ask for god's grace and um i know he'll grant it so merry christmas and happy new year to everyone thank you Commissioner walden yes sir Mr. Chairman, thank you. I just want to say Merry Christmas. Um, I hope everybody has a happy new year along with that. But we have went through some trying times on the board in the community and as a nation. And uh, Pastor Hayes is here to, I'm sure, wish us well. And, and please remember us. Um, we're human. We make mistakes. And um, God will forgive us. If we're erring on a side of caution, I'm sure, but I just want to say that it has been a very productive year along with that. We've, uh, we always sit up here and it appears to the public that it's an arguing match, but it's not. Everybody's got their own opinions about things. I've got mine uh, just as much as anybody else. So. I'd like to say that everybody, please be attentive at our meetings. If you're in person and Facebook, as former Chairman McIver has said, you know, the easiest thing to do is nothing. That's a, that's a given. We can sit back and nothing happen. But he assured me that forward thinking is the best way to go. So, again, thank you uh, and to my Fellow commissioners, I, I hope everybody has a, a good year. Thank you, sir. And that's Commissioner Frazier online already? Or? He is not? Okay. All right, Commissioner uh, Stevens. I, uh, I want to say, wish everyone a 
happy holiday. Like we say, we've been through a, this year has been a, a test. And uh, to all of the employees of Liberty County, all of the citizens of Liberty County, be safe because you know that we have another virus, another set of virus that's floating around. So let's be safe so that we can see the end of 21 and hoping to see the end of, of 2022. Thank you, sir. If um, Mr. Brown is able to reach Commissioner Frazier, we'll bring him in afterwards. Uh, Pastor Hayes, if you would come now, lead us in our prayer. And I'm told that you're going to have your bride to lead us in the pledge. That's a good look. That's a good look. Right. <laughs> if we'll stand now for our invocation and our pledge. Good evening, Chairman and Commissioners. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Gracious and Heavenly Father, we are so thankful and grateful for so many blessings that you've bestowed upon this county, and you continue to do so many wonderful things in all of our lives. And even as we speak on the pandemic and the possibilities of uh, things that may happen in the future, we thank you for the grace that has been shown to us, for the level of care that and concern that has been shown to this community. We thank you for your goodness and for your mercy. We thank you for these men and women that are here to stand and to lead and to help to point us in the right direction. Give them wisdom, give them understanding, give them compassion and show them grace. Continue to keep them in good health and keep their hearts and minds focused on the task at hand. We give you thanks for what's gonna take place on tonight and how you're gonna to continue to lead and grow this community. We thank you for this and all things in Jesus name, amen. 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 I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you. Okay, um, for the matter of record, I think Ms. Hayes is O-P-A-L, am I right? Yes, O-P-A-L, okay, all right. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Now, Lou Ricky, we'll see you've been on the County Commission on Facebook Live. <laughs> okay, okay. Commissioner Frazier's on? Yes, sir. Yeah, Commissioner Frazier. Yes, sir. How's everything? Good, sir. How are you? Yes, sir. Good. Doing good. Good. Uh, you know, just dealing with the circumstances, but other than that, everything is well. Good. We allowed each commissioner to extend Christmas greetings. We don't want, didn't want to leave you out of that, so if you want to right now, sir, you're, you're up. Oh, great. Thank you so much. Uh, this song, on behalf of uh, myself, the family, I just want to extend uh, Christmas greetings to, to all the constituents of Liberty County, uh, District 2, and just want everyone to understand what the real reason of the season is. And, and just understand that, you know, life is short, and, and just spend as much time as possible with, with your friends and family. And why you're here is trying to make a difference. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Appreciate you three commissions. And also, you, you know it comes from our hearts, from each of us to Mr. Brown, you and our staff, and Mr. Mosley. Thank you guys for what you've done, what you do every day. And we pray for you too. God's richest blessings for this holiday season and certainly a prosperous 2022. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mr. Mosley, how long have you been with us now? 20 months, sir. 20 months. 20 months. Time flies. Mm -hmm. All right. 
our agenda is printed before us. Uh, we will now have the uh, minutes for our approval for the month of November. John, make a motion that we accept the minutes as presented. I'll a second. second it. And a second motion, second for to approve the November uh, minutes. Any further discussion? All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right. Let me go back if I will. Uh, Commissioner Walden didn't mention it, but for the matter of record, I think he deserves it. He served us so well. Good to have, uh, I call him Chairman Emeritus John McIver in the audience today. Good to ha have you. Wave your hand, sir. Those who Good to have you, sir, in, in the audience to be with us. He's now serving as chairman of our Board of Elections. So even though he's not in this capacity, he's still serving. I'm glad that he has that spirit willing to serve his community. Thank you, sir, for, for being here. Okay. All right, finance report, Ms. McLaughlin. Good evening. Good evening. Um, everyone should have their October report. I'll just highlight a few things. Um, as of the end of October, we've achieved about 17% of our budgeted revenues. As you know, most of those are cyclical, and um, tax bills went out the week of Thanksgiving, I believe. They were scheduled to go out the week of Thanksgiving. So probably in December this month and January, we'll start to see a significant inflow of property tax revenue. Uh, expenditures at the end of October were about 25% of our budgeted expenditures, so looking real good, staying under, uh, under budget right now. At the end of October, there was approximately 3.8 months worth of operational expenditures in the undesignated and unreserved fund balance. This time one year ago, you were at 4.4 months. So um, we're close, not doing exactly as good as we were last year, but our budget has significantly increased from last year. So those operational expenditures are up. Um, plus the timing of when those revenues come in and, the, and fund balance goes up also impacts that. Uh, departmental in the departments within the general fund, there are a couple of, that are running slightly ahead of schedule. We've discussed those before. Um, your coastal Georgia regional dues uh, that are that are paid one time in the year um, skew that budget for the rest of the year. As does the Superior Court law clerk expenses that we pay up front at the beginning of the year. Uh, the only other department that's running slightly ahead of schedule is the uh, other financial uses, and this is the operating transfer out to 911 that the general fund does every month. That's running slightly ahead of schedule. Um, solid waste, at the end of October, we've got a net loss of about 69,000. I do expect that to turn around when those solid waste assessments come in. That is a significant revenue line item for us. Um, so I do expect that to turn around in the next couple of months. Your, uh, all the departments within solid waste are all operating within their budget um, and under budget right now. And the only reason we have the net loss is because of the timing of those revenues. So we're staying within our budget spending, but those revenues just haven't come in yet. So we've got it. that's why you have that uh, net loss right now. All your special revenue funds, your victim witness, your 911, child support record service, all operating uh, within their budget. And your sales tax report for the month of uh, October, collections are up. 
wonderful $953,000 for the month of October that we received. Wonderful, again, above budget. So year to date, four sales tax six. Um, we're running about $3 million ahead of schedule. Wow. Which is great. Excellent. Um, Kim, this includes, uh, what, through October, you're right. Through October. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. uh, t again, collections are running well, uh, 876000 in the month of October. Um, so everything's going along well. I don't have anything else to report. Um, we are trying to finish up the audit. I anticipate having draft financials hopefully by the end of this week so that Mr. Brown and I can work on the last little part so that we can get that audit issued by the end of the year. Um, we also issued the first responder, um, first responder ARPA money that the state provided and I anticipate next week going online and filing for reimbursement of that. As soon as I get all those affidavits back, I'm waiting on one department. Mr. Chairman, I had a question concerning those funds. Are they listed under revenue here? I, I, maybe not for October. But You're talking how, about what? ARPA funds. No, those are in a separate fund. Separate. So they, They're not part of the general that. fund. Right. No. that We had to set up a separate fund just to capture <coughs> ARPA expenses. Okay. So can you start giving us so that. when you finalize that budget, when we that finalize the budget, I can put the budget into our system. Okay. Because right now, all you would see, you would probably see one. You'd probably see two line items. Mm -hmm. One for the premium pay, and it's just a lump sum total that's posted from payroll. Mm -hmm. And then one for the first responder pay. Okay. It's also posted from payroll. Um, but it. But once you adopt the budget that we've put together for those ARPA funds, mm -hmm. I can go ahead and create that budget in our software. And if you want, I can go ahead and include that too. So when are we going to look at that budget? Or is that like an ongoing got, work in progress? <clears throat> I thought we did. It will be an ongoing, ongoing. budget um, through 2026, actually. Right. But we can bring it back and show it in the mid-month for you all to go ahead and just adopt the draft if that's okay. Because I, I thought that we could kind of change it as we You can. Go. Change it as we go. So therefore you should be able to drop those numbers in there yep. and start giving us a report? Mm -hmm. Okay. Right. So that work. Mm -hmm. uh, the only right. hanging piece was the uh, non-profits. Wasn't that the only yeah. outlier? Well, I think we, we, we budgeted for it. Yeah. But we didn't but put an amount. Well, we didn't yeah. talk about the amount specifically individually right. and we didn't talk about that process yet. The process. And I think once that's nailed down, and, and I know when we did show you the budget before, you went ahead and approved the payment of the mm -hmm. premium pay, even though the whole budget we did. wasn't okay. adopted we yet. Did. Okay. So we do need to bring that back before mm -hmm. you, so you can formally adopt it, but okay. it's like any budget. It'll change mm -hmm. as we circumstances go. change. Okay. So is this something that the committee needs to come back together on to establish mm -mm. the amount that we're going to... Actually, actually, we're putting some recommendations together for you as to what we're seeing, and we'll present it to the whole board if that's okay. Mm -hmm. And we're finalizing the agreement with the administrative agency that's going to help us. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're there now. We put the lump sum already. Right. We did that. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. yeah. And that's all that would go into the budget is mm -hmm. the lump sum. Mm -hmm. And right. then the application process and the award process mm -hmm. is separate, and that would... Mm -hmm. 
I guess that's what we're gonna yeah. look at. <laughs> right, okay, good. Right. Any other questions for Ms. McLaughlin? Um, remind me, I'm trying to, uh, you enjoyed the, the email that um, Commissioner Jones sent. I know I hadn't got my tax bill yet, so if it's been in the mail, it hadn't reached me yet. So postal yeah. service, Christmas, all that. But he did say that people can go online, am I not right? He, yes. Help me with that piece. He indicated that the amounts would be available online and that you could go online and pay your taxes and that he had anticipated tax bills dropping the week of Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I have not circled back around with him yet mm -hmm. to verify that. I did see a charge um, that we paid for some postage, so mm -hmm. must be that we sent to the company. Now, I don't know, you know the timing mm -hmm. of that, but... Yeah, I just want to have them inform the public they can go online or come to the office yes. right. now yes. if they want to. That's my understanding. Okay. All right. I haven't heard What's of the, anyone getting there. I haven't received mine. Yeah, I haven't no, heard of I haven't. Getting. Uh, yeah, we'll check What's on that piece. What's the normal turnaround period from the time when we approve uh, the resolution and everything? Normally, what is it, about 15 days or something like that? Um, in the years that I've been here, um, typically, yes, I would say one to two weeks, depending mm -hmm. on how things are lined up and... Um, if there's how the review of those bills go. Um, this year was a little different, and, and last year was a little different as well because of the COVID situation, mm. having to send that stuff to Atlanta versus actually going up there yourself it. and delivering it. Um, but, yeah, I would probably say 15 days is, a, is okay. about maybe mm -hmm. what it was in the past. Yeah. So I, I do know that this would be the earliest we've gotten the bills out. Uh, that I can recall, if not close to it. Well, this was definitely the earliest we set the millage right. rate. Right, yeah. I, I'd, I'd have to go back and look to yeah. see. Um, but I know, I, I believe, Jones indicated that they were available mm -hmm. online. He so did say that. He did say that. All right. All right. Thank you, ma'am. Yep. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Resolution adoption of district maps. McDonald. Good evening. Mr. Good evening. Mr. Chairman, Commission. First, let me apologize by my casual attire. I had a suit and there was an accident and I had to scramble to find something to wear for <laughs> what I had in the office. Um, also, I'm not at my, I had the booster shot this morning, so kind of not feeling at my best right now. So, mm. y'all forgive me if, if I'm a little low energy up here with you more than usual. Mm. Yes, first let me thank y'all. Let me start by just thanking the entire commission. I know this has been an incredibly challenging process for the last couple of months. Um, y'all brought me in to facilitate, to work with you, to end up with an ending point where there was maps that incorporated as much as we could with respect to what the subjective needs of the members were with what the objective legal requirements we had. And I believe at the end, the map we are submitting to you for your consideration is a very, very clean, good map that meets every legal requirement we must meet and really kind of honestly cleans up some things about our maps that had kind of evolved over 20 years of being redrawn and redrawn. So um, I'll give you just a clear overview. Um, starting with our deviations, we satisfy our one man, one vote requirements. All our deviations are under half a percent, uh, which is incredibly low. I believe the lowest one we have, if I'm not mistaken, Commissioner Walden's district got within one person of the baseline number. Um, 
Our retrogression number for the purposes of the Voting Rights Act was two. Uh, we now have three minority majority districts in Liberty County, which I think is an accurate reflection of what we are as a community. We're uh, a county that's slightly more than 50% African American and now exactly half of the commissioners that have districts that are districted are now African American districts. Um, with all that said, uh, again, I think it was um, a challenging process. I, I think I want to thank you all for y'all's participation and patience. Um, I know that there were frustrating moments and for those I apologize. Uh, I did the best I could to, deliver, to f help facilitate everybody's needs and everybody's wants with what we needed to do. And I'm very proud of the work that I've done here at the local level uh, for the first time and hope that, um, that it's worked out satisfactory to the commission's needs. Um, with that, um, if there are any questions, general questions about where we are with the maps, I'd love, I'm here to address them. If not, I submit them to you for your consideration, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Uh, any questions for Mr. McDonald? Thank we. Mr. Chair, we all know him. Yes, sir. Jimmy, could you just let me hand you something? Just yes, sir. See if you can explain it to me. You can take it back over there. I've got another. If you look at that census block right there, uh, it says 13 up top, correct? On your first sheet, up top, the POP? Yes, sir. Okay. But if you go down and add up what it says, three whites, five black Afro-Americans, where's the rest of the people? I know we did not detect that. I did not detect this until well, last night. This would be a question for someone from the Census Bureau, sir. Okay. Um, I know that we've run into certain blocks like this. Um, I checked about five of them last night. And out of five, four of them were incorrect. If you turn the next two pages, you'll see the same thing, you all. And we, I know, we, I've, I've seen some other sense, individual census blocks. And as far as, uh, as far as the itemization of them, again, um, I know that what was brought into Maptitude by the Regional Commission was taken directly from the Census Bureau. Mm -hmm. So these are numbers that the Census Bureau provides. Um, and I know that there are some questions overall about the count, sir, that, that I think county by county, state by state are addressing. But with respect to what we utilize, we had no discretion with respect to adjusting a number, changing number. These are just numbers that were part of every itemized block file that was downloaded directly from the census directly from the U.S. Census Bureau. So wouldn't this have thrown the numbers off all no, sir, because the whole entire county? No, sir, because the, the baseline number that is being utilized, whether, whether it's adding up or not on the itemization, the 13 numbers was being added up as a block file and added up to a baseline number that the U.S. Census Bureau has given us, okay? So that's what we use as the baseline number divided by six. You lost me, okay? What I'm saying is, you're saying you got 13 in this particular block, but you're only showing 13 eight. would be the number. Th you're only showing eight. So if we wanted to make sure that a district stay minority, uh, 
Well, for the purposes, and, and that might be just because of this block file and, and, the, and the items, the categories that it's utilizing. For the purposes of the Voting Rights Act, minority means African American. Okay? So it's taking that five number as a percentage of the entire district and how it calculates into the entire district and the entire overall number. I'm not going to delay everything, but I'm not agreeing with that. I understand, okay, sir. I, I am not agreeing with, because numbers, uh, numbers do add up for itself, and these numbers are not adding up, okay? So I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I won't sit here and try to beat that dead horse, because I think a decision has already been made on certain issues. Um, also, if you look at it, uh, Jimmy, you know, I had expressed concerns, and once upon a time, I, when I left out from back here, I was told that I was going to have all of Wilder Road on a certain side. That's not the true case now, according to the last map that I saw. Also, I was supposed to be taken back all the way to Jones Creek, if you remember that discussion in the room. If you look at the map, I did not receive all of that back up to Jones Creek. Um, so there's a lot of deceptions that District 1, I can't speak for other districts, and I want them to think about doing it, but for District 1, like I've told all the other commissioners in an email, District 1 is being set up to fail. And to worst of all, with you bringing me all the way up into Harmon's Road, from the, from the waterfront and all the way to Baconfield subdivision and bringing me through Homestown to, uh, what's the road, Coatland. In years come, if someone else decides to run for District 1 commissioner out of Coatland, out of that subdivision, and if they are successful, we won't have really no representative living on that side of Liberty County, everything will be coming out of Hinesville, Georgia. I can't speak to the politics but of that. I can speak to it. And this is something that I expressed to you, and it was always, you would always tell me, you can't speak, but you were the one helping us draw the lines. And that's why I'm looking at you. Well, Mr. Mr. Commissioner, I'll say, from that day where you and Mrs. Jones were in that room with us, your district did not change at all. Um, as far as the politics of that district, sir, I can't, I mean, I, it wasn't my job to think of the politics or, or I can't speak to the politics. As far as the size of the, the district, the one thing I can say is the challenge for your district was that you had a significant number of people that needed to be added to your district. And for population density, there was not many places we could go to go get those people to meet the, to meet the requirements we had to, to balance out the districts. Okay, there are only so, let, many, let, let so many directions we could go into. Okay, hold on. When we got started off, all of us received a sheet, what we were short of. I think I was short of 581. Commissioner Thrift had to get rid of 3,000 people. I can't recall what the rest. But if I, if I was only short of 581, when we went into Coatland and I clicked that block the other night and I looked at it, there was 500 and I think 50-something people just in Coatland 
sub out in that subdivision that I picked up. That's not including Homestown. So if I'm looking at the overall amount of people that I picked up, I should be over. It's not how it works, sir. When, when, when you start drawing and messing and, and drawing every individual district to balance, and one of the things that we needed to do with your district as well, sir, is consider the Voting Rights Act in the sense of it was a minority-majority district 10 years ago. It was down to 43% African-American when we began this process. If we had to maximize the, the, the minority number in your district without, if there was a way of doing it, if there was a way, if there was an objective manner in drawing your district with making sure it was not diluted for the purposes of minority representation, we legally had to draw that. And, right. the, and the only way we could do that, and we, when we did several earlier renditions of this, is in essence what we did is we looked at all the maps and basically started over again so that we could preserve the minority representation in the districts where the minority representation was the highest and was significant. So when, so when you looked at your original 500 number based on the, where your district was at the starting point of this, it doesn't really reconcile with what we did because what we did is really draw a brand new map. And we drew a brand new map in order to make sure that we could draw the first district with as high a minority population as possible to preserve its minority status and while still preserving the other two minority districts, that we, the, including the new one that we had. So you're trying to reconcile an endpoint that didn't come from the beginning, which you're starting from. Those are two very different maps. So, but, so but the map, the map we ended up with was right. the district that you and Ms. Jones came and looked at that day. So. All right, so let me ask this. So if District 1 extended way out this for this time to keep it a minority district, am I correct? It was one of the factors that went into it okay. to, in order now, to gain people as well as try to maximize the minority district. Okay, let's say in 10 years from now when census count comes again, District 1 has to go further or come further into Hinesville to keep it a minority district. There's so many assumptions that go into that. You're assuming a certain rate of growth. You're assuming certain kind of growth. There's no way to predict what's gonna happen 10 years with what their numbers are. All we could do is draw based on the numbers that we had right now. Okay, and so that still left District 1 with the lowest amount of numbers amongst the other five districts in the No, county. sir. Yes, it did. According if it did, it was within, it was within a point a but tenth of a deviation. Lowest, but it's still the lowest. Within a tenth of a deviation, sir. But still the lowest, but now the largest. And I understand the rural area, but also I, I came into Hinesville, two different sides, connecting to Commissioner Thrift and Commissioner <coughs> Jones. And yeah, Commissioner Jones. I miss Commissioner Giller. So what I'm saying is with the, still being the largest district, and like I said, it's uh, almost setting up, and I still will say it, and I'll stand behind it, is setting up District 1 for failure in the future for representation on the eastern side of Liberty County. Thank what you. I would say, the, one, the closest thing I can make a commentary to that is that the overwhelming majority of the percentage of the population of that district still remains on the eastern side of the county. There's, still, there's all not, it takes there's is not one a, person to qualify on this side. I understand your frustration. I, I don't blame you for staying away from the politics because it gets ugly, especially when you have people directing you on what to do and how to do it. Thank you. Any other questions for Mr. McDonald? 
seem to be enough. I'll just say, Mr. Chairman, I, I mean, mine changed three times. I had one, we changed it, and we had to change it back. I mean, I understand what Commissioner Stevens is saying. When he ran, Reverend Anderson was down there. But who's to say if he's five whites or five African-Americans and they run, they're going to vote for the best person that's down there. I mean, that's it in a nutshell. And he's been successful. I had an area that was predominantly a white district. I had opposition last time, and, and I happened to win. Now, I guess we could, I mean, politics is to where you wake up in the morning and if they're mad with you, it don't make no difference what you've done ahead of time. John McIver is a, a prime example of that. I mean, what he did, and he wound up with opposition, and he won. Donald Lovett, he won. So, I mean, it's, I, I understand exactly what Commissioner Stevens is saying, but I also understand that you, you do a good job, it ain't going to make no difference. It, it may have in the past, but I don't believe it'll make a difference, and I, I feel like he'll be successful. Uh, but now he's got an area, just like I do, that's completely wide open, which means there's nothing but growth going to happen. Now, you know, some of these the numbers that may be in there may be Asian numbers. It may be different, you know, other folks that's in there, I, I don't have any idea, but I am satisfied that the job that y'all have done, and I looked at it, and Ms. Strickland looked at it, and we walked out, and then we had to come back because we, we had to change it. But, um, I mean, I, I appreciate you, you you doing your job here, and that was to, you know, act as a negotiator or, or whatever, and the young lady that helped you. But... Uh, that's that's it. What I would what I would probably say before, if y'all you know, questions is, I appreciate your frustration, Commissioner. I appreciate all y'all's frustration because y'all's perspective of these districts is different than mine. I'm, it's not personal for me. I'm objective and I'm trying to facilitate and make sure we meet certain things and that they end up a certain way, not based on whether that neighborhood or or this line or this road means anything to me, not from my perspective. You sit in a seat that provides a very unique perspective. This is personal and it should be. And I know I, I can appreciate and respect your frustration. I'll say this, after 10 years ago having done this at the state level for the state Senate seats and the state House seats and the congressional seats, I can unequivocally say it was more challenging doing it at the local level because of how personal it is and how close to home it is. And, and this was a process that I really don't look forward to doing again. Um, but I wanted to know that considering that all of you did participated and that's all that could have been asked. And, you know, I want to say, I appreciate the frustration. Um, I, I stayed out of the politics of it because it wasn't my place to be in the politics of it. I, and we just did our best to facilitate the process to end up at an endpoint that was something that we could bring us here to where we can actually consider it. And it's, the will of the, commis the commission. If the commission decides to vote these down and send us back to draw a different map, I'm here to serve. But with that said, thank you for the pr privilege of working with y'all. 
Um, those of y'all have talked to me or either known me in the past or got to know me during this process, being part of this process is one of the reasons I came home um, so that I could be part of working in the community to help the community I, I very much love um, move forward and with whatever skill set and whatever I have to offer. So thank you for the opportunity to do this. And if it was a frustrating process for you, I, I apologize. Mr. Chairman, I would just kind of wanted to add on to that. And I appreciate you, Mr. McDonald, and, and doing what you did and helping us out. But, um, and it was very frustrating. But whoever, you know, who would have known in 10 years that Liberty County has grown to the growth that it has grown and that we are having this problem. I, I welcome it. We sit up here and we keep approving subdivisions and house tops and house tops. Mm -hmm. Well, they're here. And now we have to draw the lines, change them. That comes down from the state. But I want to make sure now, when, if we approve the resolution, then what it goes back to the state for them to? Representative Williams, we will, we will run an advertisement of an intention. To make sure that? Yeah. That we'll have a certification from the Legislative Congressional Reapportionment Office on it, which at this point is a formality. They're looking at it. And then from that point, Representative Williams will drop a piece of local legislation during the General Assembly um, mm -hmm. in January. Um, it would go through both the House and the Senate, and upon the signature of the governor, become a effective for, um, honestly, I think then at that point, Mr. McI Chairman McIver would take over and make sure that we're ready to go for whatever elections we the have election next year. that's coming up in 2022. Yes, ma'am. Well, I think we've done a good job, and I think all of us have walked out with one map and came back, and we've had to redraw and relook, and it was just a work in progress, and I think you've done a really good I mean, job. I think there were moments where everybody had frustrations. I know and, District 3 and, grew um, by house tops. <laughs> These others may have a large mass of land, but we've got a lot of, I had a lot of people in District 3. All right, Commissioner Smith. Yes, sir. Uh, before we close, uh, I, the only thing I'd like to say, Jimmy, I do appreciate your um, your time, and I, um, we're friends, you know, away from this, and I appreciate you coming back to Liberty County to be a part of what we're trying to build here in Liberty County. Uh, with the growth in Hinesville, in particular, um, and you know, I work for the city, so I, I see it every day, and I knew that um, from talking to some of the commissioners, and I think I've mentioned it to some of the commissioners. Um, I knew the lines as we know them today did have to move. Yeah. And, and there was um, some frustrations about that movement. Um, I would have loved to have kept everything I had and moved to gain the numbers that I needed. But in some cases, you have to give in order to gain. And, and I did that. Now, the part that I no longer have I don't have, but I'm a Liberty County Commissioner. And uh, uh, the relationships that I've built, built with people that are no longer in my district, I'll still have those relationships with those people. And I'll still serve them. And my phone number hadn't changed, and I'll still do what I can for them, for Liberty County as a whole. Uh, I mean, it is frustrating, but um, I, I can live with it. I mean, and, um, and I'll move forward. That's all I have, Mr. Chairman. Thank you, sir. Commissioner Jones. <clears throat> Mr. Chairman, um, Mr. McDonald, from day one, um, I was aware that 
my district, the district that I represent, is one of the more unique districts as far as that was one way to describe it. Yeah, as far <laughs> as demographics go, the numbers go, the ratio of the population. Um, when I ran for this position, my district at that time was still a unique district. It was always 70, 30, 80, 20, 75, 25. Um, I've lived in this district all my life. And from uh, the last four commissioners that served this district all live within a mile of each other. They live in the same community. They live right down the street from each other. So during those times when they drew the districts, I'm sure they had in mind drawing the district for their home where the land mask was. Well, what's so more unique from those four commissioners that I mentioned, I stay about two miles, maybe three miles down the road. Grew up in the same community, we've been neighbors, um, went to school together, raised up kids and all together. Um, yeah, it happens to be today a 80% white district, 20% minority. Um, when I was born 60 years ago, that's always been the makeup of this district. Um, before we changed the uh, boundaries this time, I think I was at 31%. Okay, I won this seat with 31% minority um, people in the district. I don't have that same number now, but it's nothing that I hang my hat on that I've been disenfranchised because this is where I live. You know, um, before when I had the 30% number, uh, you had to draw the numbers, the lines pretty awkward in order to accommodate the ratio, the demographics. Uh, from my understanding, what we did with the present map, we did a lot of cleaning up. Um, along with Commissioner Thrift, my district, uh, District 4, was the only other district that experienced growth. Mm -hmm. So I had to give up people in order to accommodate uh, the making of the maps. I feel that the people elected me for the job that I'm going to do. If they had elected me because I'm black, I would have never won. I live in a 75% white district. That's nothing that bothers me. I serve the people. I don't care if you black, you white, you green, or blue. It just happens so my district is more disproportionate than others. And uh, in order, and in other way, to make it a perfect world, we would have six districts with a 50-50 cut. You know, we have 50% yes, this, 50% that. Everybody would be happy per se, but then we would have one of the craziest looking <laughs> maps that has ever been drawn on earth. Yes, sir. Um, me personally, and I appreciate everybody that's uh, been pointing out a lot of things in my district. Uh, it's not that I'm ignorant to the fact. It's not that I'm blind to what is going on. I see it for what it is. But if we gonna concentrate so much on having minority, majority minority districts, somebody gonna come up on the short end of the stick. 
unless we went to a 50-50 split in all six districts. My district happens to be the one if we are looking at that demographics and those numbers. And if that's important, yeah, well, maybe I am being disenfranchised, but I don't see it. If I may address that for one second, just from an objective legal standpoint, um, <clears throat> your, your minority number went from something like 31 to 24, more, more or less. So it was already overwhelmingly a non-minority district. But one thing that your district now does, in contrast before, is it's a reflection of your community, sir, much more now than it was before, um, in the sense of where the voters are. Um, your district geographically last time, as well as the voter makeup, was, as you put it, interesting. Um, but if it, there was not a disenfranchised or even voting rights discussion with your district because it began at a 32% non-minority district. So it wasn't one that met any thresholds for that. So then it was really just drawn to, as you said, clean up some certain things and then honestly create a district that was more represent, representative of that part of the county, which hasn't had its own district in decades, or its own district representation in decades. So. We had the freedom to do that for other circumstances to do that. So it was drawn mainly for that point to create more of a community of interest, clean it up. And the one reason I'll address also in a public forum is one reason your, your minority number did come down was that it picked up about 5,000 votes on Fort Stewart. And Fort Stewart is overwhelmingly non-minority when it comes to the census. So they're not necessarily, and, but they're not registered to vote and they're not voting members of your district. So those are things to also consider when looking at the overall analysis of your district. Your district is primarily made up now east of 196. Where I did have those pockets in Hinesville, and those were a bunch of my minority support. Um, taking me out of Hinesville, now I've uh, captured more of my home, more of my back door, more of the people that I grew up with, more of the people that I know, mm -hmm. you know, more of the people that stay right across the street that one uh, district don't divide by the highway. I got one side of the highway and this district got the other. It's more uniformed. It's more of the people that I call my home and like I said, the numbers say one thing, but um, as far as being a community servant, I serve everybody, and I'm not letting that uh, discourage me from accepting what we have. I appreciate and I understand everyone's frustrations. Um, I'm not 100% happy, no, but... I don't think anybody here is 100% happy. Yeah. And, but, that, that, but that's the nature of this process, you know. It, when, when we drew these 10 years ago for 230 members, both Senate and House, nobody was 100% happy. Um, the speaker used to make a joke that he, he didn't get his mother-in-law. I mean, his mother-in-law was drawn out of his district. I mean, it, 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 this process by its nature doesn't leave everybody happy. Commissioner Frazier, you online, sir? Going to sleep? Yes, sir. Mr. Chair, can you hear me? Yeah, we can, sir. You want to make a statement? You can't this time before we take this to vote. Yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Chair, my fellow uh, commissioners, I just want to reiterate what I think I heard from everyone else. 
<clears throat> this has been a frustrating uh, process. Uh, I, I don't I don't think anyone walked away from this process 100% happy. <clears throat> but with that being said, that's that's what when when we bring someone in who's thinking objectively, uh, that's what happened. Uh, you know, I can talk about my district, District 2. There were uh, portions of my district that that I felt very strongly and personal with, uh, you know. But I can say that they, they have a, another great uh, representat representation with Commissioner uh, Gillis. So, and I, I know that he will represent my constituents that I'm leaving behind in, in, in good fortune just like I think everyone else feels the same way. Uh, I know my district, you know, if you look at it, it looks very small, <laughs> but I have the same amount of people than anyone else has in there. Uh, of course, my, my district has always been landlocked, you know, with, with other commissioners uh, because of what means in the city of Hinesville. But with that being said, process for everyone uh, and I feel like if anyone feels like they got everything that they were looking for then the process as a whole wasn't the correct process so I, uh, with that being said I am for the most part satisfied uh, with the lines being drawn and at first I, I want to uh, to say quickly to uh, Commissioner Walden and Commissioner Gillard, you know, thank you for us sitting down, you know, trying to work together with this process to try to make it a lot easier as well. And I, I think even moving forward that we all have always worked well together, and I think we could continue to, to do in that in this, in this process moving forward, even with the lines being drawn as they are. And I think uh, Mr. McDonald, for the most part, you know, he... I know he tried his best to work with everyone, and I and I and I understand. And I just want to say thank you to you as well, because you're dealing with 14 different individuals. You know, it's not just us; it's the board of education as well. So I, I want to just say thank you to you and everything that you've done to try to make this process as seamless as possible. And I know it had a whole lot of steam with it. So, uh, with that being said, uh, I'm just ready to move forward to all the other obstacles that we have to, to look at with Liberty County, and let's just continue to move Liberty County forward. Thank you, sir. Mr. Chairman, if I may, Commissioner Stevens, I believe I have a theory, and I can't objectively 100% say this is right, but it's something I will track down for you. But it's going to be after the fact. Well, but I think I have an answer to your question regarding the census box. Okay. Um, this is probably taken from some type of maptitude or some type of programming that allows you to itemize certain categories. If you look here, you have white, black, African-American, American Indian, Asian, Hawaiian Islander. That means someone selected these numbers to show, show showed these categories as well as other. But an itemized category that is counted pursuant to the census is Hispanic. Let me say this to everyone. So have the Hispanic number been shown here? My guess is, this is just my guess, but my, my, my guess is that you have five Hispanic people who live in this census block that wasn't itemized here. Let me say this, Mr. Chairman, to clear up some things. I heard what everyone else say. It doesn't matter to me who you are. Mm -hmm. I was looking at the numbers, the way how they're projected on this 
paper that he has. I don't care if you're white, black, blue, green. If I can serve you, I can serve you. But I was looking at the numbers on how it affects the whole entire county in moving the lines. I want everyone to understand that. And what I'm saying, sir, is that that five Hispanic number is figured into that 13. It's just not itemized on this list because they didn't choose, choose that. That's layer. a wild guess. I, be, I believe that I've been working around this stuff for more better part of a decade, sir. So it might be a guess, but it's not a wild one. But it's a zero by that particular what you're saying. No, because Hispanic is not there. Okay. It's not itemized as one of the categories that was looked at. But you got some others that are the same way. But. What, and I, I mean, I'm not going to go saying, back at What I'm saying is if you were to list, yeah. when you look at these GIS programs, there might be 20 different categories. Whoever chose this decided to just choose these five and other. You, but what you they didn't the choose was the day when we came in, I asked, where was the Hispanics? And I don't think we had an answer then. We the did, because we for the purposes here. of the voting rights analysis, the Hispanics were applicable to our right. demographic breakdown. Yeah. So. I'm just looking at the total count. I understand, sir. Okay. And that may not be irrelevant to everybody else in here, but to me it is. I just feel, I think that's, Mr. Chairman, I think that's a pretty reasonable explanation. I'll track down it for sure. But when you add all the categories there and pull them out on the programs we were using, you can either add or remove categories, including the Hispanic demographic. We do have 15% of the county is Hispanic. My guess is that that tracks with probably five Hispanic that live in that census block. All right. Thank you, sir. I'll take this with me, and I'll, motion. I'll confirm yeah. that. At this time, Chairman, entertain a motion. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we um, approve resolution to adoption of the district maps. Chairman, I'll second that motion. If you will agree that when you represent this county, it's red, yellow, black, and white, just like the song we all sing, okay? <laughs> That, that's what it's all about. Yes, now, guess what? Yes, I don't know if you, people understand it, but you got to represent the whole county. So if we, you accept that, I'll second it. I, I, I do, and we all represent the whole county. Yes, sir. Uh, the whole county, yeah. All right. All in favor of the motion that's presented, please raise your right hand. Those in opposition? One opposed. Thank you. Aye. Thank you, Commissioner Frazier. Let me say this. Um, being, being chairman, I'm sorry, Jimmy. I was going to say thank you for everything, yeah. Mr. Chairman. I was going to excuse myself. Yeah, um, you know, I tried to be uh, just a facilitator because I don't have a district, uh, Patrick. I have the whole county to, rep to represent. Um, but I will say, and I've spent a, a lot of time in, in government, and uh, my mind went back to my school board days, and District 1 was much like your district, Mr. Jones. And I won, too. You know, I won, too. I didn't run on race. I just ran as a person trying to improve uh, education in Liberty County at that time. Um, but I, sitting here tonight and hearing you all expound um, on your, um, on the process uh, and how it all came together, and uh, you know me, I'm, I'm proud, but I'm, I'm certainly Liberty County proud to be a part of this commission tonight. Uh, you, you, know, you could not have done a better job, I think, of navigating this process if you had done tonight, I know other communities, <laughs> Jim would tell you, it doesn't work nearly as smoothly as this. And, and uh, Commissioner Walter Wright, it's not that we're contesting each other, but we have our opinions. We do. Well, that's, that's, we do. That's a given. I mean, that's yeah. what we're up here for. Yeah. But uh, Commissioner Jones, if your dad was here tonight, he'd be proud of you. I got to say it to you publicly. He would be proud of you, sir. He'd be proud of you, sir. Yeah. All right. Thank you all. Thank you. Thank you.
Did did we get Commissioner Frazier? We did. We okay. did. He voted. We did. Uh, bid for Miller Park improvements. Change the tone a little bit. Good job, man. Oh, Trent's lost some weight, ain't he? Yeah, yeah he did. <laughs> he got a little bit shorter. Uh, good afternoon, commissioners. Uh, awesome. Name's Brandon Purcell. I'm with TR Long Engineering. Uh, Trent actually has to be out of town tonight uh, for a funeral, so uh, I'm going to represent the project. Uh, this is Miller Park. This is a rebid of Miller Park improvements. Uh, basically, this one took out the pavilion and the septic system went along with the pavilion uh, from the original bid. Uh, this was bid on November 23rd. And there were two bidders. Uh, the low bidder is Taylor's Creek with a bid price of $923,785.55. Uh, T.R. Long is uh, recommending we get, move forward with that. Now, one thing to remember on this project is uh, the funds have not been identified yet, and they will be decided <laughs> between the commissioners on how to divide that up. Uh, he told you to say that? Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute now. That's in, that's in Stevens District. We might not want to contribute now. Well, it's still in District 1. <laughs> so are we going to accept the bid that we don't know where the funds are coming from? Well, I, Trent and I spoke briefly about it, and, and I talked to Kim a little bit before the meeting. I think what, what we, you know, you've got several projects that are kind of staring you in the eyes. One is Miller Park. Uh, one is the Southside Park. One is the gym renovation project that's out there. If you'd let Kim and I please get together uh, before your mid-month meeting, do a projection on your splash funds that are remaining to come in for the rest of the program, and then bring you a sheet, then I think that'll give you a, if you'll let us do an estimate of how much money, because I know, I know you want to see mm -hmm. how much might I get. So. Couldn't we do this in phases like we did the others? Oh, we have to do it all at once. Yeah. Yes. Um, mm. I believe if I'm understanding the question correct, uh, we can break down what is put in in phases. Is that what's being asked? Right. Yeah, that We bid it out that way in case we needed to give us a little breathing room. How we do it. Yes, sir. Okay. That'd be good to know. That, that sounds. Yeah. That'd be good yeah. to know. Mm -hmm. That's what we did with mm -hmm. Gil. Yo, Paul. Yo, right, right. Yeah. We can do this the mm -hmm. same way. So this is if you did everything at everything at this once. This was bid out everything, for everything at once. aside from the pavilion and the septic system. Right. Okay. Okay. All right. This, this, brought, this is all the this is all the uh, earthwork. Yeah. This includes the basically drainage, uh, everything that goes along with that, but it doesn't include any vertical improvements. So, yeah, so that's what we took out from the from the original bid mm -hmm. was those vertical improvements. So. I think the other thing we'll do then is to sit back down so that we can take a look at what these improvements have to be tied together, a lot of it's drainage, some of it's paving, and bring that back to you too. The, the one yep. thing that when me and you were talking about that part, we didn't let Marion know we was going down there. But Well, y'all don't, don't have any rights because you took your money back. Well, and that, that's, uh, <laughs> there's a reason behind that, and I was going to see just how much you would listen to it, but <laughs> we were unsure. I was unsure in the bid were we going to buy new recreation playground equipment for the park. Which and we did. I don't know that we did. Yes, we, yeah, we, already, we did. It was already bid out. Y'all, y'all. That's already there. Y'all approved that to go ahead with that phase earlier. Right. 
Yes, sir. Oh, that, and that was how much? Uh, 80... 8,600. 80, close to nine. No, it close. had to be more than that because we were talking about the basketball courts. We was talking about the no, we no, talking about like the swing, like the swing set, the place, the place set for the playground equipment was playground equipment just under fifty, just under fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, under that. fifty. You got fifty? That's no, it's already done and paid for. You done paid for? <laughs> okay, man. But yeah, it's already. All right, we'll we'll. We'll talk about so, uh, it. I have to call charge y'all some toll fee. <laughs> just hang on there. We'll be I'm we'll be bumping hold. Bill Carter Road next. So just not be, better hang on. Too long. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Chairman, that, that was my uh, you know looking at this and um, now, Joy, you said that the this cost does not include the pavilion or the septic tank. Oh, nothing it like does that. not. I don't believe it includes new fencing or any of that. This is basically just just the just the groundwork work and the drainage, mm -hmm. um, and some water lines and things yep. that need to go in, and uh, and some I believe it does include road Still lane, uh, parking yeah. lot by the ball field, parking lot going okay. to the so basketball court area, and the actual drive that leads past mm, the uh, uh, dump, the, the, the landfill side. Mm -hmm. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay, well, and, yeah. I, and I guess my, my question yeah. is, go ahead. go ahead. Yeah, my question is, so I mean, we're doing the prep work, all the groundwork. And um, let's say you know when we come back at mid month after you and Kim look at everything and and we agree to go with with one of these bids. What does that do with the park? If we're going in and doing all that groundwork, then we just got the, the pretty graded ground. Is that in a vertical? Yeah, I mean anything. In a, is it going to still be a basketball court? Is it still going to be uh, a playground? I mean a, a baseball field. Can they still play baseball if we? If you, you know, are, are we going in there and just clearing you know, it do all we this? We won't be tearing up the ball field. You won't be tearing up the ball fields? We're going to fix a lot of the sidewalks going around the site, including around the dugout area. Uh, but it won't be disturbing anything inside the ball field or inside the basketball court area. So, And while all this groundwork is going on, can people still utilize it? Because um, There will be times where you can't get in there. Yeah, because, uh, I mean, that there are people um, at that park all the time on weekends. Um, so... I mean, are we going to shut it down while we do all this prep work? I mean, there'd be times when it would be non-acceptable. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think you could phase in. Safe to have it right. I mean, I think you could phase in, and we we we'll look at the plan at the next meeting when we talk about the phased. Um, but just thinking about, it, I think you could probably leave that road open while you did some work away from the road. But there'd be some. There would be some. Definitely any time. I mean, yeah, you know, even if you went please, all all. Please in. pardon our. Progress sign well, or whatever. That, that's <laughs> well, true, Mr. Chairman, and, and and of course, you know, I understand Mr. Stevens um, because I didn't tell him what my thinking was. My thinking was we we had all talked about in this meeting about that part being on the highway, mm -hmm. which is, you know, besides Gill Park, <clears throat> is the only one we drive beside. But you start doing it in phases. I mean, I, I know how to build a house. You start from the ground up, but you might have to have somebody that says, wait a minute, let's put the septic tank system in, the drain field in, and while we're doing that, let's do this. So right now, we don't know how much money that it's going to take. Well, I didn't want to be given $300,000, and really and truly, unless I'm badly mistaken, it's been eight months or nine months 
So we need to cut bait or fish, whatever we want to do. I mean, if we need to do it, Mr. Chairman, mm -hmm. let's award the contract to them and say, march forward. And like you said, we may have to put the sign up there that says, you know, please excuse our progress. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's just me talking. I was wanting to contribute that. Um, my dad used to run the store in McIntosh, and I remember when Bill Carter was over there, and I remember Joseph Miller and all of them. But, I mean, it's up to you, Commissioner Stevens, if you want to do it. I'm ready because it's past due. I see you got enough money in there. Yeah, because I can go back to Mr. Brown and the chairman and get some money. <laughs> well, now you got a pretty good chunk in there for the park, don't you? I mean, all that's left right now is to finish up Yeoman's Road. No, Yeoman's Road is, should be finished. Uh, I think there may be some grass left. Grass growing. Yeah. So then it's Bill Carter Road and Lewis Fraser after that? No, just uh, Bill Carter. Does this include what we talked about, the diesel lane, Joy? No. It does not. It doesn't. It don't. It includes the diesel lane for the ballpark, but it doesn't include all the way right. out front with the fire right. station. So the turning lane that we talked this, about to go all the way. Right. Mm -hmm. not that's good. not in there? Oh, no, not the turning lane all the way. No, the diesel lane is. I know we talked about the turning lane being all the way to Bill Carter Road. Yes, it does not include that. Yeah, we pulled some money out of solid waste to help with that turning lane. Not with a turning lane. Mm -mm. What, what about the road going on in after we turn off the road? Can't we? Because you, because the convenience center is going to be upgraded also. No, oh, we are talking about that. Yes, we're not at the same time, but there's there's no funds identified in solid waste for that. Um, solid yeah. waste on its own. We, you know, we need to go look at the capital improvement program for solid waste and see what we want to shift around. Can right we now, go right now? The fund is running low because of the time of the year. But. All right. Quick. Last question is: Can we go back to the ARP money? To the what money? I'm sorry. ARP money, author money. Um, for the park, uh, you could. It's not in that budget right now, but you could. You because could, you remember you we could, had you could relook at that budget. Because I think if you, Mr. Chairman, remember, correct me. Then we put a set aside four hundred thousand for the completion of Gill Park. I thought that's what we did. I've forgotten the numbers, but we did. I, we did. Yeah. If we can set aside money for Gill Park, we can go back. Since Gill Park is up and moving, shift that money over to Miller Park. Well, he, I think they need to. They, you should have had the the financing part and the the money part before it came before us for approval. I agree. But as to well, where we're going to be, it didn't come before you for approval tonight. That's yeah. it. Okay. There was no, no, no intent for you to take action tonight. Okay. Okay. The intent, okay. And, and what Trent recommended, and what I agree, is that since the financing is not determined, right. is we sit down number one to let you know about those other projects. That's right. There are already other on your projects books to do. Right. Mm -hmm. Obligated under splash six. Right. Mm -hmm. Before you do whatever before you're going to do with your money that may come in. Mm -hmm. Right. That you know that those projects may run over. And mm -hmm. you may not be able to fully complete them in the tax. Yeah. One, one is the gym, one is the road shop, one is some of that. So one is the EMS station. Right. No, sir, it's not. EMS station is sitting separately. Yes, yeah, sir, it's not. In, you couldn't use money for the EMS station. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I was on this though. This don't. In, I, I'm a little confused. Are you just going in there and just doing land work, earthwork? But then, are we going to redo the pot? Uh, the bit there's a building there. So, so last time it came before you, it had, it was an all inclusive. 
you rejected mm -hmm. that bid, right? And you said we'll do it in phases. Let's mm -hmm. just let's just get a bid on the earthwork first, and that's okay. what we're bringing back to you tonight. I think the last bid was about what was it, about thirteen. It was uh, without contingency. Thirteen or twelve, the last bid. Thirteen or twelve, what million? Million. One point four. For yeah, you're talking about just for Miller Park, yeah. including pavilions, one point four. One point. Okay. For every for everything, including the earthwork. It was, was everything. Including the earthwork. Okay. okay. Yes, sir. Well, that was. I was thinking about another pavilion project. and everything, Joy. That was the pavilion and everything. We may we still may be able to do that once we get numbers back for you and Kim. I, I yeah. agree with you, Commissioner sure. Walden. I don't want to. The, the, yeah. the, the pavilion was way overpriced. Yeah. I, it was at three hundred dollars a square foot or something. Yeah. Oh Commissioner Walden, I prefer if we're going in, let's go in and do it. Uh, you know, I don't want to say the word wait any longer, but. I don't want to go in and the project and the Miller Park sits there where it can't be used for a year or two years. Yeah, I, I think I think and again, if you let's get numbers together, I think I think the best thing to do is, in my opinion, of construction is to go ahead and do all the earthwork you're going to get done. Mm -hmm. All you got left then is whatever you do on the fencing and mm -hmm. dugouts okay. and the pavilion. Okay. And that's what, what you, you that's what you letter, decided boy. to do, sir. What are we going to do with a letter that's stating right here the bids were open, the above reference project and it's his recommendation that we award it to taylor's creek i mean it's There's nothing that huh i mean nothing this doesn't bind you to anything i'm not sure i'm following but well that's what i'm saying why what why put it in there if it's not i mean basically it was for information or it is for tonight because you, you don't have no, any no. funding identified no. but nobody else is going to be able to bid on it no sir no, sir, but, all I'm asking you to do is wait till you can make a decision on your money that you're going to have left for the rest of your whole program. We've got money. We've talked about having money. Well, he so, may so, not have money. So here's some estimates, if you're ready. Here's some pencil estimates. At the end of the program, Commissioner Stevens, if he doesn't, I'm just starting with you. If he doesn't, for District 1, if he doesn't spend any more money for the rest of the program, which is through next April, right? No, I'm sorry, it's through April of 23. Mm -hmm. So you're talking a year and a half, no other road projects, no improvements. You you would be able to contribute three hundred eighty-one thousand six eighty-nine to this project. Okay, three hundred eighty-one three hundred eighty-nine thousand. No, three hundred eighty-one thousand dollars. What did nine hundred thousand? That's not enough to. That's not enough to do. We got to look at something. Else. That's what I'm saying. That's the reason I say it. Please let us get together. Right. <laughs> and look at ARPA budget. Okay. Uh, see what we can pull together for you. I mean, that's the prudent thing to do. Okay. Well. One last question, Mr. Brown. Bids sometime are only good for what? Ninety days. These are these are good. These are good yes, for. These are good. It'll be fine, Mr. Long. Okay. I've talked about it. All right. Because I don't want to see where you come back and this bid goes back out. Mm -hmm. Then it goes up. No, it's not going back out. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not going back. Well, out. I, I'm just was thinking that there's going to be an opportunity for if this if this fellow did bid on it and he wants the job. He's probably got a time frame that he can go in there and do some of the work, whether it's, I mean, it's probably easy for him to put in a septic system and a drain field. Well, you'd have to do, at this point, you'd have to do a change order to whoever you order the contract to to get any work, you know, you know that, to, to get it added, because it wasn't part of the original bid. Let's wait till the next, till the mid-month meeting, and two of y'all, and please, I want to be informed up front if you have to call me in for a meeting when you have it, so I can be 
well in, well informed on what's going on. Yes, sir. We just we're just going to go through the project basically and leave it leave it vertical. Look and see what money is available in the revenue for everybody to contribute. We'll bring that number to you. Also, bring your revenue estimates on your other okay. on your other projects that you've obligated to. Yes. Just so you're fully aware. Keep it straight, sir. Yes, sir. Just so you're fully aware. Can we negotiate then? Can you get them in in a room where we can sit down and talk with them? No, sir. Not until you not to not in a bid situation, you're bound to award it to, mm -hmm. the, to the low bidder or reject it. So right now we need to accept this bid. No, sir, not no. tonight. We'll wait till the mid month, right? Yeah. What you're saying? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. Which is only about fifteen days away. Yeah, not fifteen. Yeah, okay. Is it next week? Yes, sir. We'll, we'll sort it out for you. Come right back next week. Yeah. We'll sort it out for you. It's okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you, Al. Oh, I know you're not Trent, but do you have, I think I asked Adam last night, but I don't know if I got a good answer from him. On the Trade Hill project, where are we at with the uh, easements? The uh, easement. Yeah, are you familiar, I'm not familiar with that? With that one, uh, and I haven't been part of it, but uh, I can get with uh, Adam see if he's made any headway and try to get. Okay, because I know that's uh, that. That's another project coming coming out of drainage. We need to. That project has been sitting in now. I know we for about what four months now, and if we have another big rain, that those two or three families right there on Trade Hill Road is going to be in trouble again. I know Trent has been working towards that, but I don't know what the resolution was. Uh, He's working an easement with a landowner. Yeah, and I don't know what the status is, but uh, Trent should be back. I think he drove back tonight. Okay, yeah. I'll, uh, when I get out here, I'll call him. Yeah. See if he can't reach out to you and let you know, uh, okay. update on where that's at. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Administrative report. Oh, uh, yes, sir. I'll make it real quick. Um, we talked about the ARP a little bit. Uh, we are trying to finalize some things for you on the nonprofit uh, qualifications for you to consider, just just only a draft. Uh, we are finalizing that budget. I'll bring it back to you in mid-month. If you could at least go ahead and adopt the ARPA budget, it's contingent on what's in there, contingent for it being able to move, like bringing some other stuff in on the sports complexes. Uh, we are looking at a contract to bring back to you with United Way to Coastal Empire who we talked about administ administering the online portal uh, for those businesses to apply. Uh, so uh, we'll bring that back to you also in your mid-month. Another thing I'll bring back in the mid-month to you is an estimate that we had to do on the art center roof on our building over here uh, that's in pretty bad shape. Uh, we've got a, a, a bid that's been submitted from SRS Roofing. It's around $50,000, and I'll put that in your packet for next time too. That's something that the bid is going to expire on. We need to really go ahead and try to grab a roof for while we can of that caliber. Um, also, didn't know whether you wanted to talk about in the next meeting, certainly in January we need to, is talk about the increase to the hotel motel tax. Oh, yes, if the sir. board wants to yes, go ahead and do that. Yes, sir. Chairman, you asked us to try to bring that forward to increase that. that to 8%. Yes, sir. That would need legislative action mm -hmm. and some advertisement to do it. Flemington's already done it, and mm -hmm. my understanding is the city of Hinesville's considering doing that. So is the city of Savannah looking at yes, sir. doing theirs too? Yes, sir. Or Chatham County? So we can, I'll have Mr. Davis kind of research that, maybe come either in the mid-month or first meeting in January, okay. really right. come in mid-month to talk about that okay. so we can give it to Representative Williams. And then the final thing, you were given a food truck ordinance uh, a couple of weeks ago. Mm -hmm. Not 
trying to push that. I'm not saying it's necessary or not. Just saying, didn't know what the pleasure of the board was. We'll have that back again for you. Okay. So you can look at it. Okay. We can answer any questions. Yes, sir. Mr. Chill. Mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Brown, I noticed last night when we was down at the complex, uh, we need to consider some kind of security cameras down there because last night uh, when everyone left, and I know sometimes it may be a male down there. Or it may be, last night it was a female. She was left alone last night to put up everything. So we stayed around with her. But there's no kind of security camera image down there for, to help look after the money coming in in the daytime just in case something happens. There's no security cameras down there at all. So that's something that I would like to see accomplished down at the East End Complex. We'll do that as soon as we can, Ms. Stevens, because uh, I know Ms. Stanley and I have already talked about that. We have the same concerns. Y'all have had concerns about the money and about the outside mm -hmm. and the inside of that room. Right. Uh, in fact, we're, we're going to be trying to do some things in association with voting. You're not allowed to have a camera in the voting room, but you do need to make sure the machines are secure. Right. So Mr. McIver's talked to us about that. So yes, sir, I'll follow up on that for you. Okay. And, I thought um, you had to have a uh, security when you had an event there. No, you don't. We, he's talking about security cameras. Cameras. I know, but I thought we had to have, like, if you have an event, you had to have. No. Okay. Yeah, oh, you're talking about, like, sec uh, security right. officers. No, sir. It's not. Yeah, that we don't have to have. Currently in there. Only, only at voting. Only, well, voting by state law, right you have now. to have a deputy there. Commissioner Gillard. <laughs> Would that have been the city of Midway? Oh, you're talking about, like, for the party they had down there? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was told by a young lady that wanted to have a sweet 16 birthday party down there that they had to have um, security. like Security a, officer. A, 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 a deputy or something a deputy. like that. Yeah, I'll have to check into that. I think, uh, I think it... Maybe the size. Or to the... Or to the type of event, because I know for our family reunion, we don't have to have one. But I'll I think if you're having a party, I think that may be well, the difference. I'll I think that's something that we need to look into. Yeah, Make sure it's done fairly across the board and doesn't cost no more alcohol. additional expense. Well, you, 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 I don't, you can't serve alcohol, um, right. but, but I mean, you could have a party, uh -huh. um, but, but you can't serve alcohol, whether it's um, drinking age or, yeah. or, or below. But this was a sweet 16 party and they were told that they needed to have a, a security. Right. I'll, I'll follow up. Yeah, that I, I, I can't remember off the top of my head the recreation policy. Yeah. The recreation. See what the contract says. I will. Yeah. Does the city of Midway um, kind of patrol through there every now and then? Every now and then, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, one other thing, Mr. Brown, and to this board is we've got some issues within the whole Liberty County. We've talked about it for years. Dilapidated houses. We need to really consider something that we can do about it. Um, like, I know if you come from 95, Mr. Chairman, to the Flemington curve, you're probably going to see about at least 10 to 15 dilapidated houses that's already fall down. No one's living in it, you know. So we, I like to see this board take a real hard push Somehow or another to see what we can do to get those clean up. 
Because if we're talking about we're Liberty County proud, we need to show it. Yeah, it would be up to the board to, you know, a few years back, several years now, uh, the board instituted a gateway cleanup policy. We did. And when Ms. Flournoy was here, as a matter of fact, and so we surveyed those coming in on all avenues. Yeah. And the board authorized the cleanup of those. Mm -hmm. I say through enforcement, it was really, it really turned out well. There was some money appropriated to help out. Uh, but most people want to clean them up. They just didn't mm -hmm. have any funds. And so it worked out really well. The appropriation came from my general fund? It did. It did. So we set aside an X amount. You know, Mr. Chairman, I think you and I should have had a schedule a meeting yeah, with Ms. Holiday, but we had not did it yet. So yeah. we need to go ahead and do that, schedule that meeting with her, yeah. see what we can get out of the uh, GET program yeah. on cleaning up the dilapidated houses. Yeah. She, she thought yeah. that might be a resource too. Joy, we, we, we did talk one time about maybe getting someone like the, uh, the right grants that could help people um, refurbish homes you know, the, the ones that, that need help doing that, that. We had talked about that, and you said that you knew someone that um, that we can maybe talk to and maybe have them to uh, work with us so that we could try to help some people. I, I get calls, you know, from people that's that's looking for help, but we, we don't really have a program such as that. But if we can look at, you know, maybe getting some help in that area, I we think that would be good. We, well, we can, and, and if you remember, uh, the, one of the holdups was not being able to apply for another grant through DCA right. until we got the head start far enough along. <coughs> so uh, I'll double check with DCA to make sure we're eligible to apply. Okay. And then that application period uh, actually hasn't opened yet, but it will close in either April, March, or April of 22. And yes, sir, we can find somebody to try to put that into a survey. Uh, one last thing, too, is that um, I know Commissioner Gilliard had some requests in his right. district. Under road contracts, um, you know, we're paving more and more roads. Uh, the cities are paving more and more roads. And the uh, contracts with the cities call for road grading for the amount they pay us. Uh, I know there's been some requests from the mayors also to be able to have some limited street sweeping done of some of those roads. And, and I know that mm -hmm. Commissioner Gilliard and I talked about that, so I wanted to see what the board's wishes were on that. It was just a transition from grading to street sweeping? Pretty much. I mean, you, you know, you, there are obviously some paved roads that have not just been paved, but mm -hmm. yes, sir. I mean, and, and I, don't, I don't think, and I, I would not get into the direct conversation that he's had with, with the mayors, but um, I, I don't think we'd be talking about every month or anything no. like that. It, it, you know, so. Well, I, I, I could just expound on that a little bit, uh, Joey. Um, Mayor Baker. Um, right now, the county, we provide um, road grading as part of our maintenance agreement with these smaller cities. And if, uh, for example, if you pave a road, it no longer needs grading. But if you got a maintenance agreement, what kind of maintenance do you do to a paved road? You patch potholes, and if it's got curb and gutter, it needs to be swept. So it's still maintenance. It's just a different kind. And um, the city of Walthamville, um, has a, pr a pretty good inventory of curb and gutter roads that's, that's never been swept. Mm. Now, that, that would include, um, to um, some point, Highway 84, which is a state highway, but the, the state is not going to do that. Mm. It would include part of 119 from 84 to the city of Hinesville. And then you got some, some neighborhood, 
neighborhood, curb and gutter streets like um, Carter Road, um, mm. over that way Reverend Frazier lived, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and, and a few others uh, that's been paved recently. Mm. Um, I don't know, um, and speaking of Walt Laville, of Commissioner Stevens and Commissioner Thrift, we share that city. Now, I don't know um, in the part that Marion has, do they have curb and gutter streets in there? And I don't know the part that Connie currently has, if they have curb and gutter streets in there. But if they do, I think it would be something that we could look at doing, providing that service we did by a new street sweeper recently for the county. And it'd just be the, you know, um, once a month, once a quarter. Mm -hmm. Anything would be more than what they're getting right now. Mm -hmm. well, so don't we have a maintenance agreement with all of this? Not a, do we have a maintenance agreement with all of the municipalities? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Except Hinesville. Yeah. Except Hinesville. Remember, I'm saying that because Midway and Riceboro and, like you say, Warthalville, US 84, uh, Riceboro and Midway has to put guys out there with shovels and brooms right. to, to mm -hmm. clean it up. Right. And it probably takes them about two, two days, three days, and if they get a day and a half in and it rains and they got this dirt and grass pile up, it gets washed away again. So maybe we need to take a look at all of the municipalities that, that we have and look at the contract that we have, the intergovernmental agreement that we have with all of them. Yeah, I, I think if we get with the mayors and um, let's see, you know, how, how many curb and gutter streets, right. how many mm -hmm. curb and gutter streets that they have, and then, uh, I mean, how many curb and gutter streets that's in each city? Right. Yeah. And then we could come up with um, one thing about that, and, and I talked with Larry, uh, Mayor Baker, about this. You know, the, the debris that you pick up, you, you have to do something with that. Um, in Hinesville, we take it out to JV Road and, and we process it. Now, um, the city of Walthyville, they're not set up to do that in either any of the other smaller cities, so we have to look at a way of disposing to that, the stuff that you collect out of the gutters once you um, start a street sweeping schedule. But I, I'm just thinking just off the top of my head, there's some, um, some curb and gutter streets, including on 84, in the unincorporated area of the county. Mm -hmm. uh, right there at the, going into Bill Carter Road in front of that store, right across by the baseball field, right? It's a little bit of curb and gutter right there at mm -hmm. St. Peter's. And yeah, I mean, you know, so it, it's all over. It's all over the unincorporated and the smaller cities. Now, I think um, I think Allenhurst they got Highway 84, which is a state highway, but the DOT is not going to do it. Not yeah, they're not going to do it. And there may be um, one or two curb and gutter streets in Allenhurst, but Walthyville has probably more than all the other cities. But um, I, I think there's something that we can that we can do. Let's take a look at. It. How, how would you how would you frame that? Tell them we got to have more money. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. Everything comes at a price. Well, I mean, what we'll do is, and I think it was a good example. We'll, uh, I think it's if if um, if we want to be sure, and I don't disagree, I don't disagree that it needs to be like this on a regular schedule, and we're going to do it countywide. Mm -hmm. uh, we got. I'll get with Clinton. We'll, let's look at the number. Mm -hmm. uh, paved road miles, mm -hmm. incorporated and unincorporated, need doing. 
uh, how many times a week they would need to be done full schedule for a year, basically run through it, mm -hmm. and look at his manning to make sure he's got enough manpower to do that, mm -hmm. fulfill the obligation before we get in it, mm -hmm. and then then that will assign the cost to it. I mean, we'll, well, have, we'll have a cost per mile. Right, right now, um, with the little bit that I just named on 84 in the unincorporated area and um, just the three roads that, that I've paved since I've been commissioner, um, Spencer Garland is Curb and Gutter, Turning Point, and Melvin Lane. That's the road you paid for me? I, I, I ever, and I'm getting ready to pave another one for you as soon as I can. See, that, that's because you're my man. See, that, that, that's, why, that's why I look out for you. But, it, but it's in, um, is um, Walthout Road Curb and Gutter, Marion? No. I, I think it is. Not even cross when you, when you cross the railroad tracks coming up to 84. I don't think so. I think Walthout. I used to drop my uh, grandson off the glorious house. It, it's curb and gutter now. How about oh, Robinson and Robinson Circle? Yeah, you're right. And Robinson right. Circle. And Robinson Circle. Yeah. Robinson. So, so, and see, and yeah. this is our road. This is mm -hmm. um, unincorporated Liberty County. You're right. And, and we're not doing anything for them. Yeah. You know. So. Um, okay. You know, we, it's, it's something. You know, when when you lay it all out, all the smaller cities and unincorporated. It's it's a pretty big. There's enough it's to a keep pretty a, big uh, undertaking. There's enough to keep an operator. Nothing else. Yeah, at least two days distance, are better. The distance from Baconton Road to to the jail. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, just to go down there to sweep that part of 84 mm -hmm. from Hinesville to 84. Yeah, or, transit or transit day. time alone. Yeah, is gonna. Mm -hmm. You know. But, mm -hmm. Well, I'll be glad. We'll be glad to do that All exercise. Right. Yeah. Right, okay. Bring that back to you. Okay. Yeah, and, and along with that. Unless somebody's doing it, I don't know that they're doing it inside of uh, the Midway complex area there. Mm. We don't do them inside the recreation department parking lots. Right. And we're fixing to add eight more roads into the Fleming area, and I don't know who's going to do those to Flemington. I guess it'll wind up being <coughs> me, possibly. So, Either you or Commissioner Jones with the line. Well, I, him, I, guess I the, can operate the shovel if he can run the broom. <laughs> okay. I guess the saving grace is that Liberty hasn't approached us to do theirs. <laughs> yeah, but Walterville has, so it opens yeah. up the door now for us to have a, a plan. Sure, be glad to. One, one that we all can live with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. There's nothing you would do every week, every whatever. No, no. Well, I mean, yeah. if, if we did it um, once a quarter, mm -hmm. that's four times more than they're getting right Certainly. now. Certainly. Right. I mean, and, that's the baseline, Mr. Brown. Once a quarter, I, I'm making a note. <laughs> Commissioner Stevens was talking about um, was talking about Riceboro. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the state did go down there doing rice fest <laughs> once a year. They, they'll, they'll clean up. They'll clean up 17 once a year for rice fest, but, mm -hmm. but that was it. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Good input. All right. All right. Very good input. Hinesville Official Association. Yes, sir. This is a renewal of the for basketball. Uh, this has been reviewed, what's before you has been reviewed by the rec board, recommended approval. It's actually, uh, they didn't do it last year, if you remember, because of COVID. It's mm -hmm. filled out in here. So the increase is actually only $2,900 a year from 2020 to 2022, which, which isn't bad. Their recommendation is it is a budgeted item that we go ahead and approve the contract renewal for basketball. Is this, this a, a contract, does it... Um just said that the fee went up, Joey? Yes, sir. O overall, based on the number of games that they're projecting, uh, Mr. Barton projects it will cost $2,900 more. Okay. Over 2020, it will cost 
Some of that's probably for wear and tear. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, yeah. And based. <laughs> Does, yeah, that's what I was, well, um, and, and some of that fan base wear and tear is rightfully deserved. Is there a clause in here? Chris, read that. Yeah, there's a clause in here for cheating. <laughs> you know, if you look at the per game cost, it's not here. It's $45 a game. I, I want to think the old price, it may have gone up $10 a game, but it, it didn't go up. Yeah. And they've already approved it. They just need our approval also board is for their budget. Yes. I would make a motion that we approve. Second. So they've already vetted it, right? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Oh, yes, sir. All right. I'll make sure because that's, that's what, as a taxpayer, that's what I want to know. Mm -hmm. All right. All in favor of approving the um, contract with the Hinesville Fish Association as presented for the, what, 29-24? All right, Mr. Brown. Mm -hmm. yeah. Please let me know by raising your right hand. Aye. Uh, and say I thought you went to sleep. Hey, what you gonna do with your cake up in? When you gonna get it next year? I'm sorry. He doesn't know it's up there. He know it. uh, someone left a gift up there, a cake at your right. at your desk. Oh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, I'll be there to get it. That's all for the good of the order for it public is, session? We have an executive session consultation right. with attorney. Okay, Chair, take a motion to go out of... So moved, Mr. Chairman. ...into executive Second. session. All in favor? Aye. All right, we're going to executive session now.
Chair, entertain a motion to come out of executive session back in the regular session. So moved. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. With nothing to report, the chair retain a motion to adjourn. So moved. So moved. Second. 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 Yeah, all in favor? All right. All right. Have a good night.